You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, coming to you from Hogsports Studio. Today on Hogsports Live, we're going to talk football, we'll talk basketball, we'll bring Danny West in, see what we can get out of him on recruiting, all that and more on Hogsports Live. Okay, we're going to have a, kind of a, a feedback-driven show, so I want you to go ahead and get your questions in, and we're going to answer a lot of that stuff. Plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can watch on Facebook Live, where we're always streaming live, usually on Tuesdays around 2, 2.30, and Thursdays around 11. And then after games, of course, we do the walk and talk, and we also do any emergency podcasts we need to do in case there's breaking information. Immediately uploaded to YouTube right after. Be sure to follow on Facebook. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube and hit the notifications bell and share if you think somebody might like the content. Go ahead and throw us a thumbs up right now on both of those platforms if you like the content we deliver. Also available on Apple Podcasts. Right now, the number one rated Razorback podcast with the most ratings also on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, just about anywhere you can think of to get your podcasts. We're available on those platforms also. Last day. Today is Monday. So it's the last day we're doing the 60% off off. Did I say Tuesday earlier? Monday and, and Thursday is when we do the show. But today's the last day we do the 60% off offer. So that's 60% off an annual subscription at hogsports.com with a seven-day free trial. So you can follow this coaching search, all the ins and outs of it, all the latest recruiting stuff. Most of it's decommitment stuff right now, but there's a lot of basketball stuff going on. Uh, but join in in our community. See what you're missing for 60% off or – you can t- sign up for $1 for your first month right now at hawgsports.com, hogsports.com. As I mentioned, Danny West is going to join us here in a little bit. I want you guys to go ahead and get your questions in, and we're going to answer some of those things. Just a few things here and there. Arkansas playing LSU this weekend, 46-point underdog. Joe Burrow right now has got my Heisman vote, my number one spot Heisman vote. Right now, I'm going to wait till the season plays out. But if I were uh, if I were casting my vote today, I would give it to Joe Burrow. LSU is a very complete team. It's not a surprise that they're a 46-point favorite. How's Arkansas going to respond with this coaching staff, lame duck coaching staff? You know, I'm obviously big Barry Liney guy, so I'm hoping Barry does well. But I'd be lying if I said I wasn't just kind of like, hmm, let's, you know, let's get this season over with, get this coaching search underway, and let's start moving forward. And the players hopefully don't have the same attitude that I have. And, you know, this weekend was kind of weird for me because I didn't watch a lot of football this weekend. It was a bye week, but I had my nephew's uh, two-year-old birthday party early Saturday. And then some good friends of ours were getting married Saturday night, which you get a lot of those in a bye week in Little Rock. So I was traveling a lot. So really just, you know, Georgia-Auburn. And not not a whole lot of football did I get to take in. Didn't get to watch the basketball game either. Um, although I tell you what, I'm impressed with with the basketball team. Nobody's scoring 50 points on them so far. They have been stout on defense. I mean, I'm just able to look at the box score, but obviously Mason Jones with another solid night. Adrio Bailey, 12 points, 11 rebounds. Everybody's. I think Adrio is really, really having his best season so far. Let's see if he keeps that up. But so far, Adrio. I mean, just numbers-wise, again, I wasn't able to watch the game, unfortunately, but Adrio's playing well early this season. So, anyway, Eric Musselman spoke today. Barry Lunny spoke today. And Barry 
actually none of the coordinators come in. So John Chavis didn't come in and Joe Craddock didn't come in, which I guess is a first for those guys. So that was a little different than what we're used to, I guess. I wouldn't expect to see Chavis in there again. I guess we're Joe Craddock. Uh, no player availability this week. So technically Barry Lunny's become the most closed off head coach in Arkansas football history, which has happened with each subsequent head coach. But I mean, I, I get it. I get the situation that they're in right now. Now we'll have post-game media availability in Baton Rouge. Again, not expecting that to go too well. I mean, it's it's going to be very difficult for these players. And Barry says some great stuff. And, you know, one of my favorite things that he was talking about was just how you look at this game, not as a not as a you don't have much to lose, but you have everything to gain. And just by looking at it with a different attitude changes the way you practice, changes the way you prepare. I want to see if Barry rallies these guys around because they're definitely fragmented. I mean, I don't think there's any question that this is a team that's just divided. You know, whether it's players against players or classifications against classifications or offense versus defense or players not liking their coach, coaches not liking their players, you know, all kinds of stuff. You hear all kinds of stuff like this behind the scenes. So can he rally these guys around for a common goal to finish this thing out strong? Jumpstart things for the young guys. Those are the questions right now. 46-point underdog, it would be the biggest upset. I think Kyle Deckelbaum had that. It would be the biggest upset ever in, in terms of point spread. Yeah, but Adrio Bailey, 11 points. Basketball team beating Montana, 64-46. Texas Southern on Tuesday. Another game Friday against South Dakota State. And then Georgia Tech on Monday in Atlanta. That's the first – Power five level type of opponent. So November 25th at Georgia Tech. The thing that stinks about this basketball schedule is, I mean, there's some there's some okay teams on here. You know, Tulsa, Western Kentucky, Valpo, some notable names and stuff like that. Some names you remember. Valpo's in Little Rock. Indiana's in Bloomington. So out of all the non-conference games, you don't have any major power five home games on this basketball schedule. Your first one is Texas A&M on January 4th when you start SEC play. Six o'clock game. I want to remember – I want to remember. I want to remind everybody one more time, take advantage of this 60% off promo. I think you'd be glad you did. We've had, like in the thousands, of people take advantage of that deal. Uh, excuse me, of the last two deals. We ran a couple of different promos. And I'm not saying it'll be the last one, but it'll probably be the last one for a little bit that we run. 417 people on here. Tell me Arkansas fans aren't passionate. Do you think Hunter Yurichek has talked to the players about what they may want in a coach? I don't think that Hunter's going to take that angle. I think he's experienced enough, you know, through doing coaching searches in the past. And I also want, I want people to comment on, like, who do you want to see as the head coach at Arkansas? And I know there's some common names like Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach and Mike Norvell, Matt Campbell, Matt Rule. You know, maybe some of those names are even a little bit of a long shot. Bill, uh, Bill Clark is another guy that people bring up. Uh, Billy Napier. Who do you guys want to see as a coach? Is there a name outside the box? Now, I'm not going to go into stuff we're hearing behind the scenes on the coaching search. You can sign up at hogsports.com if you want to get that in-depth stuff. But we're going to talk more casually about it. We have had some uh, had some pretty interesting recent updates, but I will say for most people – like looking for some major scoop right now at this point. There's going to be stuff that comes out. But right now at this point, what I can tell you from my inside sources is that it is just very early in this process. 
It's very early. It's a, an exploratory type of time for this process. Bobby Swain says, didn't Kiffin get fired and when he was taken off the team plane? Yeah, I'd go get that guy, Mr. Mediocre, says Bobby Swain. So the thing with uh, Kiffin, first of all, that was like, how long ago was that? Ten years ago? Hmm. Maybe eight years ago. Uh, when he when he left Tennessee for the USC job, they'd won seven games at Tennessee, and he kind of left overnight. He's a very young guy. You know, he was he was the head coach of the Raiders when he was thirty one. Was disgruntled there. Went to Tennessee. Liked Tennessee. Didn't want to leave, but he felt like he was leaving a top fifteen job for the number one job in the country. And then they got hammered a lot more than I think what anybody expected, or at least what he expected uh, from the NCAA. They won 10 games his second year there. So they got off to a good start, but then they just kind of slid and he got fired midseason next year. Uh, and then, of course, spent some time with Nick Saban as the offensive coordinator, three years there. And then uh, went to FAU, won 11 games, dipped last year, and they're back on track again this year. So, I mean, I'm not the same person I was when I was 31 years old. I'm sure most of you guys aren't, who are older than 31 anyway. But I'm not the same person I was. I would think I'm more responsible, more knowledgeable, wiser. And that's probably true in the case of Lane Kiffin. He has probably had plenty of learning experiences, probably was thrust into the fire a little bit too early. Even with Michael Lombardi saying, you know, initially, you know, he he wasn't even like the main guy that they were interviewing for the Raiders. He came along as an offensive coordinator. And I think he said Sarkeesian was the guy they were looking at, I think. Anyway, but – they're just like, hey, let's go with the let's go with the coordinator, basically. So that's kind of where Kiffin got started. But he was just 31 years old. That's extremely young to be a head coach. I will say this about Kiffin: he's a household name. Everybody knows who Lane Kiffin is, and the same thing with Mike Leach. Everybody knows who Mike Leach is. Anybody who follows college football knows who Mike Leach is. Now, I think people have their hesitations with both of those guys, but do you think they would get Arkansas out of the cellar, get them back competitive again? I kind of think they would. I think it's very important with this hire to get a guy that's going to pull you out and get you competitive again. Let's, don't even, let's not even have these conversations about, uh, about getting to championship level just yet. Let's talk about getting out of this hole that Arkansas is in. I think these guys could possibly be the ones that do it. I think they could. That could be the case with Mike Norvell also. I think with Mike Norvell, he's never really built a program, and that's probably true with Kiffin too. He hasn't really built a program. I think what you get with Kiffin is the name. Uh, There's a lot of experience. He's got a pretty big web of people he knows and hires. There's all kinds of stuff about, you know, the people he could bring with him and Lance Thompson, and there's even uh, Keith laid out an avenue to get Sam Pittman uh, through getting Lane Kiffin, so – James DeMont says, who am I wanting? Who do I want? I haven't, I haven't nailed that down, to be honest. Uh, I would say, okay, I'll say this. If you take everything and cast it aside and say you can have this guy, this guy, this guy, because I think Matt Rule is a long shot in terms of how much he costs. But when you look at what he did at Temple and you look at what he did at Baylor, I just think it's very impressive. I mean, you have got to have some stones to go into Baylor with the situation that they were in, and take that job. You really do. And they went at 1-11 this first year, and they just lost their first game. But they've had a fantastic season so far. And this was a program that we were talking about, is Baylor going to get the death penalty? 
I think the same lines with Matt Campbell. You know, uh, at Toledo, they've, they've been a good program there, but he definitely kept it going and, and has done some really good things at Iowa State, which is a program that I think is kind of capped. I think they have a ceiling at Iowa State. So those two guys obviously jump out big to me. Now, there are some other guys that just haven't been discussed. I mean, we can talk about, you know, guys that aren't, aren't coming here for sure. But, I mean, even those guys might be considered long shots. Real interested to see how this plays out. You know, Kiffin was involved before when Hunter Juracek was at Houston. There was even a leak that he was the hire. <laughs> so he's definitely been involved with Hunter Juracek before. Brad Hodges says, Bill Clark, he, became, he began from virtually scratch and has UAB competitive really quickly. UAB is another great example, Bill Hodges, Brad Hodges, when you talk about coaches who built programs up I definitely think he's in the mix. I mean, they quit playing football for a couple of years. I mean, they're they're a formidable program on that le- on that level. Dalton Adams says if Eli Drinkwitz Drinkwitz had more experience, I'd definitely be all over him. I think you're right, Dalton. I mean, he's from this area. Um, you know, makes a lot of sense with the offense that he runs, but the experience angle definitely. Jacob Hicks says, Trey, do you believe Gus is really going to come if he loses to Alabama? Paul said he needs to leave this morning. <laughs> Here's the deal. If Arkansas hires him away from Auburn, then Auburn doesn't have to pay him $27 million. In fact, he'd owe them $7 million, even though some people would say they just let him walk. I mean, in a way, I think that Auburn – I understand the frustration when you feel like you've been stuck at a level for a long time. But at the same time, I've seen schools try to make coaching changes and not appreciate what they have, trying to take a step above, and they end up taking massive steps back. And that's always a possibility when you have a change, unless you go out and buy you a guy who is a guarantee. And I know guys like Stoops have been, you know, that name's been tossed around and stuff too. But I mean, so far, Malzon has lost three games, right? They've lost. To top 10 Florida, top 10 LSU, and top 10 Georgia. Those are the three games that they've lost. And two of those were on the road. And they lost to Georgia by seven at home. And now they've got Alabama coming up, and I think a lot of people are just kind of chalking that up to a loss. It might not be without Tua in there. Which, man, you got to feel for Tua Tungvaloa. That's a tough one. Hate to see, uh, Hate to see a season, a college career end like that. I guess it's I don't I don't even, I even thought about but man certainly feel for him never want to see anybody get injured like that. Bobby Swain says I bet Bobby P is a changed man. Probably not, Bobby. By the way, Bobby Swain, when I was doing my walk and talk the other day and I said I was I was recording the Auburn game and I didn't want to know the score. I saw you post on the You're not my friend, Bobby Swain. I saw what you did. You posted the score up there trying to get me to see it, even though you knew I was recording the game. I see you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Matt Milligan says, I'd take Matt Rule. Actually, guys, before I jump into more of these these questions, I do want to bring in Danny. I told him I'd bring him in pretty early. Again, there's not just there's not going to be like a wealth of recruiting information, but he has some interesting articles up just about like kind of the timeline to expect last time. Last time there was only two decommitments before Chad Morse is hired, and then they started dropping off after that. This year it's been a lot different. There's been a lot more uh, early decommitments than, than what we've seen in the past. So let's bring Danny on, see what he's got to say. Trey Biddy. Daniel West, how you doing, brother? What's happening, man? Wait, just enjoying for the storm and football recruiting. Yeah, that's what just I was kind of tell me who the coach is going to be. Yeah, that's what I was kind of telling everybody. And you know, for a in a way, Danny, I don't want to say like football season is is over for me, but the interest level for me has gone down quite significantly, just because I mean. You want to move on, but you got you know a couple of games left to play, and I, I hope for the seniors that you know things turn around and Barry Lunny rallies around. They maybe play their best game on Saturday. Nobody's expecting to win, but who knows what can happen at Missouri or against Missouri in, in Little Rock? Because yeah. Missouri, that is literally their bowl game. They're going down to Little Rock. You know the weather could be crappy. You know we saw what Arkansas did last year when they were completely out of it. Crappy weather. They didn't want to be there. Totally let go of the rope. So Missouri could kind of be in that situation too, uh, heading into Little Rock, and and you never know what might happen. So you're totally writing off the chances of a win this weekend. Uh, Is yes. that what I'm gathering here? You've gathered that correctly. <laughs> well, I tell you, you know, there's been times in this Arkansas LSU series where Arkansas, for no reason whatsoever, went out there and made it a game or even mm-hmm. beat LSU. That's not going to happen this weekend, Trey. No. Not at all. No, it's not. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's not going to happen. Barry, I do hope they play hard for Coach Lunny, man. He I deserves do it. And I, I, I do think we'll see a team that plays much harder than we've been seeing. And, yeah. and at this point, it's really all you can ask, right? Yeah, it's 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 about all you can ask right now. And for Lunny, I mean, I think obviously he's a strong candidate to stick around. You never know what sure. the new coach is going to bring. But Lunny has, you know, the special teams weren't bad this year. Now, it's, yeah. you know, it's. Everybody's when I say that everybody's like uh, fake punt, but uh, overall special teams weren't bad this year, uh, especially compared to last year since Lonnie has taken over. So that's a, you know an angle that he has, uh, being from Arkansas, playing at Arkansas. You never know. Like you hire a coach, like you know, kind of like the, what they did with Brett Bielema last time, hiring sure. a guy that's an outsider. You needed a guy like that who knows you know what works in your program. And I also think Barry can bring a lot. It's like, hey, this is what we were doing in recruiting, and it was really working. Because yeah. I would like to see them, you know, carry over some of that stuff. I just yeah, you would microphone. hope for some carryover. <laughs> but but you know, you think about his position, Trey. It's not like he's coached bad tight ends here. He's had really really good tight ends. So that yeah. in and of itself makes him a quality uh, carryover candidate, in my opinion. He does not have a bad track record. It was kind of like, you know, Tim Horton. He just spent a year under Houston Nutt in in transition. But, you know, he's able to say, hey, look what we did with Darren McFadden and Felix Jones. (laughs) 
So, uh, so Danny, you had an interesting article. It's VIP story on hogsports.com. Again, 60% off for your first uh, first year if you want to sign up with that. And it, it comes with a seven-day free trial. If you want to read Danny's stuff, then it is mostly VIP information. Of course, a lot of our VIP content is on this coaching search. We post all that kind of information on the Razor's Edge, our premium community that we certainly care a lot about. Uh, but when recruiting – I mean, when, when this coach is hired – Probably sometime around. What do you think, Danny? December. What's the what's the what's the date? What's the, the ideal date? date? Yeah, the ideal date from a recruiting standpoint would be somewhere around the first of December. And right. I say that because I mean we're saying we're talking team. we're talking like in a normal what? situation where the season sure. the regular season ends, right? Yeah, yeah. December one is when coaches can go out and start doing in home visits, and then I mean you roll into a month long dead period. On December 16th, so you're talking about two weeks there. It's really, really important. I mean, I don't like this, these numbers being thrown around like December 8th, 9th, 10th. Yeah. I think you're really putting yourself behind the eight ball there. So, you know, uh, when you start a coaching search on November 10th, you would think you're ahead enough mm-hmm. that, that maybe you got a head start. And you could go out and make that December 1, December 2nd, somewhere in there. I think it's probably best case scenario. I mean, and you look at some of the candidates on your board right now, Trey. I won't list them because it's VIP stuff, but I'm sure you've talked about them already. But some of those guys are still going to be playing yeah. in, in conference championship games, and that would be, what, the 7th, 8th? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, now, right. granted, you want to make sure you're getting the best guy, the right guy, but, man, I'm telling you, that early signing period has changed the game. Yeah. And you think about it, it's only been around for three years, Trey, and it's horrible for teams in, in transition. Yeah. And Arkansas now, in two of the first three years, has been in transition uh, yeah. for that early signing period. That's really, really tough. It is not a good not a good thing for, coach, for teams in transition. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's everybody's in transition, aren't they, Danny? I mean, it, it may not be your head coach, but your assistant coaches. I mean, think about how many players every year sign with a school. They love their lead recruiter. They love their assistant coaches or the combination of that. And then soon after signing day, because that's coaching change season too. I mean, that's when, you know, new staffs are formed, coaches leave. So you think you're playing for a guy and you're not suddenly. Uh, it happened with Luke Jones when he signed with Notre Dame. Remember, his sure. offensive line coach bolted right after that. So – I don't. I'm not a big fan of the early signing period. I think there is maybe there needs to be something. I don't know at this point the way I see it play out. I just don't know because and you know people can say well I just don't like it because Arkansas is in transition. But uh, every school every year is in a transition, and I just I just I don't feel like extent, it. Yes. I feel like it's supposed to be something good for the student athlete, but I really feel like it's geared towards coaches, so the coaches don't have to. As Brett said, babysit. Uh, the babysit the recruit, you know, when they've been committed for forever. the last month and a half. But there, yeah. there are so many things like that that I don't think are of the benefit of the student athlete. I don't necessarily think this is benefiting student athletes moving everything forward like this. Uh, I think that's kind of what's bearing out. You know, I've, I've given my talk about limiting when they can issue scholarships to recruits and stuff like that. I don't think that's yeah. fair for coaches to be able to say, hey, you got a scholarship offer, but not really, you know. Um, Anyway, so, Danny, I thought it was interesting on your timeline with, with Brett, there were just two decommitments until Chad Morris was hired on December 6th. And this we've seen a lot different where, you know, recruits are just jumping off more rapidly. Yeah, uh, this time around, which I think you had more commitments this time around too. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, they were more spaced out. They ended up getting the same total 
is what Arkansas has right now in decommitments. Uh, eight, I believe. Now, one of those was for the, the next next class, 2019. Ty Evans was a quarterback that committed super early. Right. So a little bit different there. But, uh, yeah, you had some guys on into late December still decommitting kind of uh, riding the fence after Chad Morris took over here when, as you said there, this time around, it was, you know, right off the, right off the top, like first three days, you get eight, eight dudes leaving you. So mm-hmm. a little bit different this time around, but at the same time, you know, you expected that, right? You know, a lot of out of state kids this time around, a lot of Texas kids with Texas schools still coming after them. Yeah. I, I'm not surprised by the total that, uh, you know, it is what it is at this point. Danny they West. still got six. Yeah. Danny West joining. Is it down to six? Is that right? I haven't looked at it in a little bit. Six guys right now. Yeah. Well, that's just kind of happened. The way it's happened really in a lot of recent coaching changes, I guess, is all the guys that are out of state will decommit, right? Sure. And the in-state – have all the in-state guys stayed committed so far? All three. All three. Cottrell Wallace, Blaine Toll, and Jashad Stewart. And then your out-of-state guys are uh, Mike Harris – and then a couple of teammates from out in Knoxville West and right. Drew Francis and Tyrese Edwards, a couple of guys, frankly, Trey, I'm not sure how many other teams are still knocking down their door. So mm-hmm. no surprise really that they're staying on at this point. Right. So, but usually the way it goes, if you've got any like midterm junior college players, I usually, the new coach usually keeps those guys committed because, you know, they're kind of run into a difficult situation. Uh, yep. The in-state guys usually, uh, you know, keep trying to keep those guys on board. And then out of state, it's, it's usually a, a completely different group of, of commitments. That's, that's the yeah. way it's happened recently anyway. And you know, there's still a chance, Trey. Uh, we talked about Coach Lonnie, the possibility of him sticking around. You know, if he does, and I think he's, as you said, he's going to have a really good chance. I, I wouldn't completely write it off for Brandon Frazier yeah. or uh, Alan Horace. And the same could be said for Justin Stepp and Jeff Trailer. Now, I'm not sitting here – uh, saying what's going to happen, which staff members will be kept, but those seem to be the three mo- most popular guys, right? Well, the three most well-known in terms of uh, the amount of commitments they brought in. One of my first questions is going to be to the potential coaches is, can you recruit? And you look at what trailers – like if Trailer can say, hey, I can get Garrett Hayes here, I can get Takias Crawford here. You, you almost have to. You almost have to say, okay, you know, because those are difference maker types on the offensive line, and that's an area where you've struggled. Uh, you know, with Justin Stepp, when you say, you know, these are the wide receivers that I brought in here. These are you know, yeah. very well-regarded players. Um, you know, I, I think I just think that makes sense. And then Lunny, with his connections in Arkansas, his history coaching tight ends, he's he's had some good ones come through here. And, yeah, uh, he is. And he's got and a, had a couple about... of good ones on board. Do you think the same could be true with, with Alan Horace, Danny? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think there's a lot of guys. Savion Williams, I think, probably would still come. Mason Mangum. Uh, now I'm saying if Justin Stepp was still here. Mm-hmm. I think you still get Savion. I think you get Mason. And I think you probably still get Connor O'Toole, a kid, a four-star kid who hasn't even committed to Arkansas. But I think your chances were drastically on the rise with him But prior mm-hmm. to all of this going down. And then with Jeff Trailer, I think John Gentry would still have a chance of coming back around. You mentioned Garrett Hayes. You mentioned Takias Crawford. You know, you're talking about like five, six dudes right there that could that could double this class in a in a in a hurry yeah. if they're able to stick around. It's not going to work out. Where there's they, a lot of ifs there. Yeah, there's it's not going to work ifs. out where they keep all of them. I think Jeff Trailer yeah. will land on his feet somewhere at a notable program, probably. Um, 
And Step made two. Step's young, but he made two. But definitely has some recruiting prowess. So we'll see how things shake out, I guess. But uh, hey, I'll, I'll say this: you know, while we're on the topic, a guy like Cody Vincent in the graphics department. Absolutely. I mean, when you talk about the things that Chad Morris has done right in his time at Arkansas, outlining that foot, outlining that footprint of Texas, Oklahoma, Louisiana, um, Memphis area, Nashville, those areas for their footprint in recruiting. Uh, the graphics department, their strategy of just basically putting everything on the board that they think of and picking it apart, deciding if it's a dumb idea later. But the way they marketed themselves to recruits, I think, has been fantastic. The way they've stayed out in front in recruiting. I mean, that was something that we always said when they were doing this. Is like, man, if things don't work out with Chad, I don't know who <laughs> who it might work right. out for because they got it in recruiting like no other staff that we've covered at Arkansas. They just, they just, they just did. And but for whatever reason, man, on the field and with the current players, Chad just getting t- he couldn't turn them. He just he just couldn't, and and not just couldn't yeah. turn them, but did a worse job than anyone else in the 126 year history of the program, which I don't think anybody expected to be quite that bad. It's tough to it's tough to do, man. That's yeah. tough to do, and you know uh, we talked about Chad just there, but uh, I think he's going to be another guy that lands on his feet. Yeah, you know, in just a matter of time, somebody, some major school. I've, I've been made aware of a couple that have reached out to him all day. I'm not going to put coach's business out there because those those schools still have their current coordinators in place, but he will have opportunities. Um, as you talked about there, the coaching transition period is coming up. We're talking uh, about P5 schools, Danny? Yeah, yeah. Big-time schools, big-name schools. He's going to be fine. Yeah, okay. Well, that's good. I mean, he was obviously known – he probably should have done, looking back, maybe maybe taking those reins a little bit firmer on, on yeah. offensive coordinator. I agree with that. And that's – I don't mean to slight Joe Craddock. Joe Craddock's done some good things in recruiting too, but – yeah, just didn't just didn't jive up for whatever reason. There's probably sure. there's a lot of reasons. I mean, we hear things behind the scenes why, why things didn't jive up there. But moving on, like I said, I mean, I'm anxious to see. I'm more interested in seeing. Like I've I've activated coach search mode, you know. So I'm, I'm like I'm interested. I changed my Twitter profile to the shades, just like I had last time, and uh, Dude, I'm activated. I'm so. getting killed by people hitting me up wanting coaching news. I'm like, ask Trey Biddy, sign up on Hog Sports. It's a great time to be there. Yeah. Go ask Trey. I'm letting him handle that. As soon as he hands it over to me with recruiting, a coach gets in here. You can ask me about all the recruits you want, but right now you're the you're the <laughs> coaching search guy. Yeah, I mean that's like I said, sixty percent off right now for your first year. We'll probably do something a little later, but it's it's probably and this oh, is a nice. uh, this is a. Uh, this ends today, Danny. 11.59 p.m. tonight, 60% off at hawgsports.com. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Ends today, 11.59. No promo code or anything. Just sign up for the yearly. Get the deal. Or you can sign up for a month. Take $1 off. It's pretty easy. What do you think about this basketball program, Danny? Yeah, I was just looking at some basketball recruiting notes I wanted to jump into, if that's okay with yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, disappointing so, uh, news since we last spoke with Chris Moore. She was in Auburn. Yeah. Yeah, that was a late switch, Trey. I think Arkansas felt really good last yeah. uh, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, but then sometime around Friday, I want to say, it really shifted. The old late switch. Yeah, the old late switch, man. Yeah. We've seen it before. But, hey, I'll tell you what, I still think they've got a really good shot of getting four of the five guys. Of course, you've already got Devo Davis. He's supposed to sign tomorrow and make that official, matter of fact. Uh, you got Moses Moody. He's going to sign in the spring signing period. You would mm-hmm. rather him sign early, but 
think he's pretty firm at this point. So then you're talking about Jalen Williams. He's got his announcement coming up this Saturday. Mm-hmm. Still like Arkansas. And then K.K. Robinson on Thanksgiving Day. That's a that's another big one. So I think Arkansas and Coach Muss, they've got a real chance here to come away with four of those five guys. I'm just going to tell you, man, I don't think that would have happened mm-hmm. under Mike Anderson. I don't think that would have ever happened. Yeah. So uh, hey, you'll take that all day. and hey. maybe, you, maybe you keep a spot. Maybe you – you know, Musselman's a guy that he can use that transfer portal like anybody uh, better than anybody in the country so far. So wouldn't surprise me if they keep a spot. Who's 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 committing on Thanksgiving again? KK Robinson. KK, you love you love the holiday commitment. <laughs> oh man, I've seen quite a few. It seems like every holiday and always on my birthday, two years in a row. Yeah, on my birthday. But that's okay. They've gotten a couple of really good players out of Memphis the last couple of years. Or yeah. had. It just, they had them. <laughs> they just always, I mean, I, I get it. For It's about the kids, you know, and it's about their commitment. But as a recruiting writer, and I've been there too when I was covering recruiting more. But, like, you know, you get somebody and they're like, I'm committing on Christmas Day. And you're like, so I'm, work, so I'm working Christmas. <laughs> right? yeah. Or I'm yeah. committing 4th of July. All right, not having oh, any yeah. beers today. <laughs> <laughs> not going to the lake today, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I just have we make up for it though. We get plenty of plenty of July fits are always fun in my place. <laughs> July fits. <laughs> I hear you. All right, Danny. Anything else you want to add for us? That's I'll let it, you buddy. Go? Uh, it'll heat up here in a, in a few weeks when I yeah. get a coach, and I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be crazy, but yeah. uh, that's what makes it fun. Oh yeah. It, I mean, they hit. The, I remember last time with with Chad. It was like he came and. Did oh, his man. press we conference didn't sleep and, for three weeks after yeah, he got here. Yeah, it was then, nuts. Well, that's because they were. I mean, they were active like we'd never seen in recruiting, like we were saying. But sure. the next day, he was down in, uh, you know, watching Traylon Burks play right after that. Yeah, probably a good call on his part. Yeah, that's the guy you want to see. Absolutely. I think he's pretty and, decent. And Hudson, I believe, also. Which I saw. Yeah. I saw yeah. his dad. I saw Mark Henry and Jenny Henry uh, this weekend at that wedding. I was. Oh, at. nice. Yeah. Good people. Yeah, there was a, there was a, it was a good wedding. It was a lot of, a lot of Razorbacks. Uh, John David was there, White. Um, you know, he's uh, oh, John nice. Aaron, he's John Aaron uh, – excuse me, uh, John Aaron Reese's nephew and John Reese, who played on the 64 team, his, uh, his uh, grandson. So Let me tell you, John David White has uh, – I'll tell you a quick story, Trey. A few weeks ago after a home game, I forget if it was Mississippi State or Western Kentucky – I was walking past, uh, I left the stadium, went past the players' parking lot, mm-hmm. saw J.D. out there. I said, hey, man, can you play defense by any chance? And he said, uh, Mr. Danny, I trust my guys. And I walked away. I was like, that is the perfect answer. That's mm-hmm. a teammate answer. But come on now. Yeah. <laughs> it was like 45 points that day. I was like, hey, <laughs> just give it a shot, please. <laughs> <laughs> man, Let's see what you can do, man. All those, He's a great uh, kid. All those white boys are uh, white boys. All, <laughs> all those white guys, whatever, the whites <laughs> are pretty athletic. There's like four of them. There's like four of them, and they were all there, doing. They were all on the dance floor. There, yeah, they were. Uh, they were doing backflips and stuff on the dance floor and stuff. It was pretty good. Pretty good athletes. <laughs> I'm sorry, I brought up my JD White story now. My God. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll let you go Good on stuff, that, Danny. Buddy. All right, we'll man. See you, man. All right, later. All right, that's Danny West. Danny does a great job for us. Again, HAWGSports.com if you want to read his inside recruiting information. Uh, definitely keeps you up with what's going around uh, and also has a lot of good inside sources when it comes to racebacks. Not just a, a one-trick pony. To do this job, you kind of got to be a multi-tool type of guy. So uh, Danny does a great job for us. Been with us for 10 years, I guess. Um, 
Danny West. So uh, be sure to follow his stuff. 60% off right now. All right, let's jump into a couple of comments and questions. Vince Oliver says, how about Gary Patterson's friend from, how about Gary Patterson from TCU? Now, I think this is interesting because Gary Patterson, people brought him up back in 2012 when Bielema was being hired for the 2013 season. And I remember Razorback fans being like, oh, no, what is he, seven and six? No. I mean, the guy had one, like, average season. I think he had a bad season after that, but the next year he was like 11 and two again. Uh, so I, I, I think it's interesting that you bring up Gary Patterson because we did talk about him so much with the Bielema hire. But I do remember people being like – and I would ask that same question, you know, like with a guy like Mike Leach, who's, what, five and five this season. Are people going to look at that record this year and not look at the 11-win record he had before, how much he's overachieved at Washington State? People have said – why would Mike Leach leave Washington State? It was one of the comments, I think, on my last video. And the, the bottom line is, and this is not a slide against Washington State, okay? I have plenty of respect for that program. But when you talk about the facilities, amenities, um, the support and all of that stuff, it's just bigger at Arkansas. It's, it's a better conference overall in the SEC. Now, Arkansas hasn't been as good a program as Washington State has recently. That's obvious. But – when you talk about facilities, Washington State has a 31,000-seat stadium. Arkansas has a 76,000-seat stadium. I mean, money, the money they spend. Arkansas spends more fun money on food. More food. Stumbling over my words today. Arkansas spends more money on food than any other team in the country. More money on food than anybody else. That's crazy to me. But, I mean, that, that's a lot of the things. The appeal of playing in the SEC, okay, don't underestimate that. Coaches want – to play at the highest level. They want to compete at the highest level. Uh, everything that Arkansas has to offer. And I mentioned this last week, but Arkansas, there's nothing le- There's nothing really left. I mean, over the years, you're going to faceless some, st- faceless some stuff, maybe expand some stuff out. But, I mean, everything is there from the Student Athlete, support, uh, student athlete Success Center, uh, from the Wilder and Pat Walker Pavilion, for the Fred W. Smith Center, to the completed stadium. I mean, that stadium is, is complete. I don't know what else they're really going to add to that stadium. I mean, aside from, you know, just renovating and dressing up over the years, um, everything else that's in the north end zone, the locker rooms, I mean, there's literally nothing I can think of that Arkansas needs. Maybe expand the Wilderness Park Pat Walker Pavilion so it's not just like 10 yards in the end zone and then a wall so you can practice some end zone stuff. Maybe that. But that's about all I could possibly think of that you would do. So whoever comes in here as a coach, everything's set up for you. It's set up for you to win. You might have to reach a little bit further in recruiting, but that's about it. Chad's offensive overcomplicated. It's not overcomplicated. Bielema's offense is way more complicated, or the Dan Enos or the Jim Chaney, whichever one I call it. But, no, Chad's offense is incredibly simple. Spread offenses are generally way more simple than pro-style offenses. They just are. It's like with spreads, a lot of it's just like you make – one quick decision based on like a conflict defender or, um, you know, you're going to do something to get a guy open. You really have to read defenses and understand coverages to use a pro-style offense. Will Allen says, past five years with Leach, they are 41-20. and 20. I think you'd take that, Will. I know you would. Joey Gilmore says, worst coach to ever step on the hill. Yeah, and that's saying something. But, yeah, he was the worst – Chad was the worst coach that Arkansas has ever had. I mean – and it's crazy because he did – like, again, so many good things off-field when it came to um, – now, he didn't do very well in front of the camera. 
It's almost like he was doing, even the simplest question, it's almost like he was doing whatever he could not to answer the question. Rick Davis says, the only person that knows anything about the coaching search is the AD. I would disagree, Rick. I would disagree with that. I mean, a lot of stuff came out with the Muscleman hire. you got to understand, they're, they're going to keep things locked down pretty good on the Arkansas side of things, but things leak out from other places. And like I said before, I mean, I know Hunter Juracek wasn't at Arkansas, but we were guiding you along with the Chad Morris hire every step of the way, all the way up to, to the point where I broke the news a day and a half before it was public. So, and the same thing happened, you know, with Eric Musselman. I don't know that it was just like broken Eric Musselman is the hire, but it was like all roads point to Eric Musselman. That was the theme the last week of that coaching search. And all that stuff that came out about, I said Kevin Sumlin, I, I keep doing that with Kelvin Sampson. And they both coached at Houston at one point, and, it, and they have the same initials, so it threw me off a little bit. But, yeah, Kelvin Sampson, not Kevin Sumlin. I said that last week. You do a 45-minute show and don't make a mistake. <laughs> Jonathan Parker says, Josh McDaniels from the Patriots. What are your thoughts on him? Yeah, it's possible. He had a brief stint as a head coach. I think he was with Cleveland, and that's been a while. But maybe somebody to consider. I really think they need a proven program builder. That's what I think they need. Not somebody who's like just taken over. And you might say that cancels out Mike Norvell. And I don't know if it necessarily should because he's there's something to be said for keeping something rolling too. But I would like to see Arkansas really bring in a guy who is experienced, a veteran coach who has built a program up from the bottom before. And I think that might just be a situation if you're Arkansas where you have to buy your, yourself out of this with a proven coach versus going out and getting a guy that you take a little bit of a risk with like Chad Morris. Brian Husky says, Marcus Brown, I don't know what to think about the Hogs right now. I know they've had a few decommitments, but they've got enough freshmen to be good as long as they get the right coach. you got to string together. That was one of the things that stunk about leaving Chad, or I guess really with Chad performing the way he did, because Arkansas didn't have any choice. I firmly believe that. But you really needed to stick another really solid recruiting class behind this last one that they had. And, you know, it's just gonna, it's going to be difficult. Now, depending on how things shake out with who's retained off this current staff, maybe maybe you salvage some guys and ended up putting a good class together. But it just makes it difficult with that short window. You know, like I think about Brett Bielema's first year at Arkansas. His best class was really that first one. They had time to put it together when they get Denver Kirkland, um, uh, Dan Skipper, Alex Collins. I mean, there were some studs in that class. And that was – they had plenty of time to put it together. With Chad, he didn't really have that time. I mean, they got some good players that next that, that first year they squeezed, they squeezed in. But really, the, the first real class of his was the next group, the 2019 class that are all freshmen right now. Got my silly putty. Big fan of silly putty. Good thing to squeeze. You can buy these giant eggs like this now. <laughs> That's pretty good. All right, everybody. What else we got on here? Nepo Harv says, Lane Kiffin sucks. Brandon Kelly says he'd be a great decent. A lot of comments. We've gone 42 minutes. I think we've had a pretty good show today. Had some nice information. Terry P. Roy says, Sumlin Strong can recruit better players. Tim Allen says, what about Urban Meyer? I mean, what about what about Vince Lombardi? When are they going to fire Chavis? All those guys will be pretty much given their papers, I guess, 
day after the Missouri game, or right after, I guess. And then we'll see with some other guys, but Chavis isn't sticking around. I mean, Chavis hasn't done anything at Arkansas to, to warrant sticking around. And I, I've said before, I completely respect the 42-year coaching career he's had, 30-plus years as a coordinator. But, man, he has not been worth a million and a half dollars. He's done a bad job. He's done a bad job at Arkansas. And I don't know if it's because he's never really had to deal with that kind of talent or building up something on defense, but the guys just didn't buy in. I mean, they're horrendous on defense, and he hasn't done anything in recruiting. I mean, I hate to just say it like that, but, man, I mean, I don't know if he could have done a worse job. And I know he's got more football knowledge than I'll ever have, but you wouldn't know it. It's true. All right, everybody, we're going to wrap it up here again. Plenty of ways to watch and listen. First of all, sign up for this 60% off. I can never get it because it's backwards. 60% off offer. That's off an annual VIP membership at hogsports.com, H-A-W-G sports.com. Seven-day free trial. There's no promo code. You just sign up for the annual subscription and you get the deal. 60% off. Or you can sign up for a month and, and it's just $1. So one month for $1 or 60% off with an annual subscription and a seven-day free trial at hawgsports.com. Come see what we've got cooking on the Razor's Edge Premium Forum. If you like what we do with this show, you like the walk and talk, you like what we do with drive time, out of bounds, everywhere else, all the free stuff we do, we do all of that stuff to get the message out about the website. That's our baby. That's where our main source of income is. So if you like everything else, then come over and support us on hogsports.com and do that right now after this show is over. Always available on Facebook Live and YouTube. Be sure to throw us a thumbs up on both of those platforms. If you like the content that we're doing, share it with somebody else if you think they might like it. Be sure to follow the channel on Facebook Live and on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe and hit the notifications bell so you're notified anytime we upload a new video. Also available on Apple Podcasts, the number one rated and reviewed Razorback show on Apple Podcasts right now. Throw us a five-star review uh, and say something nice if you like the content. Also available on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, anywhere you can think of just about uh, to get your favorite podcast. We're going to get the pictures back up over here. There it is. I just haven't I just haven't had a moment to do it. We were traveling a lot, and I've been focused on this coaching search. But we'll get this thing updated a little more uh, to the times that are current. So I want to thank Danny West for joining us. I want to thank all of you for your questions. Thanks for making this so popular. This has been Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time. Streaming on Paramount Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.